0: Welcome back to the Captivatingly Confident Podcast. My name is Kim Ludeman, and I am your confidence strategist and host, and we're skipping the traditional intros that we can dive into today's episode. It is an interview that I got to do with Dr. Christine Newman. She is a naturopathic physician up in Canada, and we met at a business retreat in October of last year, and I just love her. She is amazing and magnetic and she's incredibly smart. She has over 20 years experience helping women with their health and helping them achieve all of their wellness goals. So I am thrilled today's conversation is going to be revolving around stress, but more specifically what that does to your body and looking at some of the science behind it and practical ways that you may not think of when it comes to returning your body to a state of rest and homeostasis. So without further ado, let's jump in. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Captivatingly Confident podcast. I am so excited to have a special guest on the show today. Dr. Christine Newman is in the house. i so- you. <laughs> okay. So a little backstory. Christine and I met at a business wisdom or wisdom retreat in mm-hmm. October of last year through Steph Crowder, Megan Hale, and they are in the business coaching realm if you've heard of them. But we got to share space together for, gosh, like what? It was three days.
1: Wasn't it like three days?
0: I feel like it was like like 48 hours of just like straight <laughs> time. <was>. Yeah. <laughs> it was really short, but it was really impactful. And I love Mm -hmm. that we've been able to follow each other and stay in touch.
1: Oh, I loved what you were doing. As soon as I heard about it, I was like, this girl, she knows what's going on and the service you're providing to the women you work with. I love it. I couldn't love it more.
0: Oh my gosh. You are so amazing. She's so encouraging. (laughs) Okay. So I am so excited to have Christine on the show today because Christine is incredible. She, gonna, <laughs> thank I'm gonna, you. <laughs> I'm just going to like hand this over to you because I want you to tell the listeners a little bit of your backstory because it's incredible and mm-hmm. what you get to spend your days doing. So tell us, tell us everything.
1: Oh, tell you everything. Well, I won't start from like when I was born or anything like <laughs> okay. that. But I did, so my background is really quickly, I was in private practice for just over 15 years, and I specialized in prenatal and pediatric care. I absolutely loved every single second of that. And then I had a rock climbing injury. So I was a very active outdoorsy extreme sports kind of girl. And I got my leg was crushed in essence. So I, I had to close the doors on my practice. And I took a little bit of time to figure out what I wanted to do next, but I knew I still had a message in me and I knew that I didn't want to just sit back and let healthcare be unfolding the way that you and I see it unfolding and the pressure on women to be a certain way, to look a certain way, to feel a certain way. And I really feel like not speaking for all women, but I feel like it's drowning us. We're drowning in this message of be perfect and be everything. And it's so hard, Kim. So I really wanted to take my education and my practical kind of boots on the ground experience with real people and translate that into something That was still useful. And I feel like I did that. I'm I really enjoy what I do every day. Most of the time, I always joke with my husband that my my rear end is gonna turn into a pancake because I find them like (laughs) sitting in front of a computer so much these days. Is is it the same for you? I mean, we were just standing. It's Um, true. Yes. But you know, it's it's a lot of sitting.
0: It is yes. Owning your own business and running an online business is a Mm. ton of sitting. I actually just sold my, my desk that I had in my office and I switched to standing. So I'm, I'm only standing, which Uh, that's so good. good. Hopefully we'll see.
1: Yeah. I can't do that. So, so the reason I had to, so after several surgeries and lots of rehab and you name it, um, I, I, yeah, I wouldn't be able to stand all day. That's for sure. But I find alternating, Um, So standing, walking, moving, sitting, and then doing like sort of a progression through those things. So yeah, so I really, I really work to help women figure out kind of the puzzle that is their health. So usually there's lots of pieces that are coming together really well. And then there's that one little sticky piece that just doesn't seem to want to fit. And it's unraveling, uncovering what's underneath that and uncomplicating it all. My thought is that it needs to be doable And it needs to fit in with your daily life. You do not need something ridiculous on top of everything you're trying to do right now. So to me, doable is the word I keep in the back of my mind. Like, how doable is this, really? Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And I love that because a lot of what we talk about on the show is about sustainability. And if you're trying to do something that is not sustainable specifically when it comes to the way that you eat and the way that you move, if you're restricting, or if you are like trying to go to the gym
1: five, six days a week, Mm -hmm. that's not sustainable. No. And you know what? I don't believe that's health. To be honest, I think health is listening, tuning into your body and finding out what you need. I can't, tell you what you need. I can maybe make a more educated guess just because of my background. And the same with you, Kim, you have the knowledge to help parse it all out and figure out that puzzle, but I can't tell you how it feels to be you. I can't tell you how it feels when you make those changes inside your body. You are the expert. And I I firmly try to put that message into everything. You are the expert and you know come join me. We're going back to school, sit your butt in the chair, but the subject is you. That's yeah. what we're studying. We are studying you. And I really think this connection to your body is the antidote to the narrative that is out there right now. I really yes. do.
0: Oh my gosh. Yeah. I love how you say that. And it's so true. And I love just everything that you're putting out. If And I'm at the Likewise, end of yeah. everybody join your Facebook group because it's so <laughs> great. And Christine is so <laughs> consistent and so professional, and just so incredibly oh, helpful. thank you. And it's just, I have mad, mad respect for you. So I'm so, so excited.
1: Likewise, yeah. Kim. I think we have, we're having like a mutual admiration thing going on here. <laughs> it's like a little yeah.
0: in-girl party over here.
1: <laughs> Why not? Why what? not, right? Why not celebrate other women? That's, that's part of it too, right? Let's lift each other up. Let's accept each other and not be judgmental. And, that's, you know, yeah, just... Really help to elevate the story that is happening for women and girls, yeah.
0: right? Yes, yeah, oh, so much so, so much. Mm-hmm. So today, what I was hoping that we could kind of focus in on is talking about a topic that I feel like everybody talks about and everybody like knows about, and that's stress. Oh my but goodness! I, yeah, right. It's like we could we could spend. A whole, we could do an entire podcast just on stress. But what I really wanted Mm -hmm. to draw from you and your expertise is talking more about the adrenal glands and talking Mm -hmm. about how that impacts the thyroid and talking Mm -hmm. about maybe some of the lesser known impacts of stress on the body. Because we all know that stress in excess is not good for our bodies. Like everybody knows that. But I really would love to hear from you. I sounded Canadian there for a second. Christine
1: is Canadian, by the way. I am Canadian. Wait, how do you sound Canadian? <laughs> I say oh, okay. you, there is like mm-hmm. an exaggerated "oh" there. <laughs> you um, know that we don't think we sound like that.
0: <laughs> okay. But what I really want to get so
1: funny. Is,
0: <laughs> is talking about just the, yeah, the lesser known effects and just what we can actually do. What is doable? What is sustainable? Mm -hmm. Because I think we think that the antidote to stress and the answer is to do these crazy acts of self-care and to go get manicures and go get pedicures and get your hair done, go get a massage. Like that's how you manage your stress.
1: Yeah. And to be honest, I don't think that's like a manicure and a pedicure that to me, self-care is showing up and taking care of what your body needs more than it is sort of doing the manicures, doing the pedicures that can be part of self-care, but that isn't the same as, you know, having self-discipline and taking care of yourself. So I think those two kind of get mixed up a little bit, but stress is, I'm going to be honest, probably the number one thing that causes everything. Right mm-hmm. is our body's response to stress, and I can paint a picture for you that you probably see all the time in your practice. I see all the time in my practice, and that is, you wake up in the morning, you're exhausted, you're not enthused about your day. You're more like to-do list, and it starts going, going, going. You drag yourself out of bed. You have a coffee, maybe two. And did that sound really Canadian when I said two? <laughs> a little bit in my <laughs> head, I, I was like, wait, maybe that's what she means. Um, And then those, you know, me, yeah, it's all in the O's maybe by mid morning, you're starting to get a bit of energy, but then by mid afternoon, you are done. You're exhausted and you're dragging yourself again, which is when we reach probably for another coffee. I mean, that's what I would do if I was tired. So no judgment. And then maybe around dinnertime, you might perk up a little, but then you will dip down again. And then you perk up just when you shouldn't be and that's in the evening when you're trying to go to sleep. So we call this wired and tired, right? You are tired all day. And then at night you're wired and maybe you fall asleep eventually, but then you wake up usually between one and four and you can't get back to sleep because your brain is just going and going and going. And all of this tells me that, you know, your cortisol is out of whack and cortisol is the hormone that we associate with stress for sure. Mm-hmm. It is an important hormone. You don't want to not have cortisol. So I don't like to paint any hormones as bad guys because you need a balance of them all. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so I mean that probably sounds familiar to you, right? Like oh, totally. people just low energy, low enthusiasm for life. Maybe it's been a long time since you've wanted to be close with your partner. Maybe you feel irritable, maybe you feel like your weight is increasing. Um, you can even feel like, you know, your skin doesn't look great. Your hair is falling out. I mean, it's basically what you don't want to feel like. Yeah. And those are some of the your body's reactions to stress. And this is how it works. So stress, the way I always put it, and if I get too deep into the weeds here, you can pull me back out because my back, <laughs> my background's in biochemistry, so I can, I can get a little deep in the weeds. But when I looked at, so when we look at stress, we think about our central nervous system, right? So your brain and all of the nerves in your body. There are three vectors of stress that you're processing all the time. There's physical stress. So, you know, if you fell, that would be a physical stress. But gravity, Kim, is a constant physical stress on us. So physical stressors, so physical, chemical. So this is what we eat, what we drink, what we breathe in, what we put on our bodies. And I know that you are definitely a firm advocate for not putting, can I say crap? Crap yeah, you on your totally body. can say crap. Absolutely. Okay. Um, And then the third is emotional stress. So tell me anyone that you've met that doesn't have emotional stress, right? Like, you know, how is my marriage? How is work? Am I good enough? Am I doing enough? Am I good enough at this and that? And so physical, chemical, and emotional. This is how your brain interfaces with your environment. So what happens is when you have that come into your brain, it needs to go into your body somehow. And that's where your endocrine system comes in. So your endocrine system is what creates hormones. Everyone knows hormones, right? Mm -hmm. So what we're really talking about is the HPA axis. So that's your hypothalamic pituitary adrenal axis. You never need to remember that again. (laughs) just Just to give you an idea. So your hypothalamus and your pituitary are in your brain, and then your adrenals sit on top of your kidneys and your adrenals. You can kind of think of as your stress glands. They do more than that, but that's just the easiest thing for this conversation. So when your brain senses stress, it sends a signal in the form of a chemical to your adrenals saying, we need more cortisol. Boom, all of a sudden you have more cortisol. So this is when we talk about having your cortisol out of balance, that's an imbalanced stress response. And that's all of those symptoms that we just talked about. Does Mm -hmm. that make sense? Or did I get too deep into the weeds there? No, I think it's perfect. And the question that I want to ask you is, Mm. there's, I feel like there is, Almost
0: a little bit of a um oh what is this? Not a stalemate, but almost like a oh my gosh, English know. is so hard. I'm gonna have to a <laughs> word. Like if you could see me right now. I can um, see you, but I still well, don't know what you mean. <laughs> Listeners can't see the butting what I mean. of heads or yeah, like yes, a little bit of budding of heads between Eastern and Western medicine oh, yeah. when it comes to the adrenal glands, because I think mm-hmm. a lot of Western and I just caveat here because we always have to have caveats. Mm-hmm. I appreciate Western medicine and I believe oh, for firmly sure. that there is a place for it and that it can be extremely helpful. That said, when it comes to talking about stress and adrenals, mm-hmm. it's almost like they discount the adrenal glands and say, well, it's not really that.
1: Yeah. So don't really that I look at it is Western medicine is fantastic for emergency and acute situations, but when you're dealing with chronic issues and um, lifestyle things, then it, it really does fall short. And I think that that that's even admitted within the healthcare system, that there aren't a lot of answers. Once you're in the stages of chronic illness, chronic disease, chronic pain, there's a lot of questions. What happens is in terms of Western medicine, your adrenals are either functioning or they're diseased. There's no in-between. So if you don't have enough, yeah, if your adrenals aren't performing enough, that's called adrenal insufficiency, which you may have heard of as Addison's disease. It's a disease state, it is very dangerous. This is not something we would play around with. This is not who we're talking to right now. You do not have Addison's, you need medical attention. The other side of that is when they're going crazy, this is actually a pituitary issue, but it causes the adrenals to just shoot out cortisol like crazy and that's Cushing's. So those are the two ends of the spectrum. But as Kim and I know, there's a huge divide in between there. And this is where you will have um, more Eastern holistic practices that will say, they'll use the term adrenal fatigue. Mm -hmm. Some Western medicine practitioners don't aren't a fan. It's a bit of an umbrella term. I actually don't really care what you call it. I'm more interested in the symptoms someone's experiencing. So Mm -hmm. if you want to call it adrenal fatigue or you don't, it doesn't matter because you're still showing up with the same symptom to me. And if you're feeling this exhaustion, if you're waking up in the middle of the night and you just know that you're not feeling that energy that you should be feeling or that vitality, I think is a really good word. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And what ends up happening is Okay. So we said that we have this HPA axis, right? So cortisol, when it's circulating in your body, it acts as a negative feedback loop, which means it turns off the the HP part of that axis. And what that means is that they decrease their functioning. When that happens, because we're in this state of constant chronic stress, we have this decrease in that part of the axis that also decreases our thyroid hormones, which will just further decrease our energy. And it can be really hard to parse out thyroid versus adrenal and really figure out which is, which is the issue, right? Uh,
0: How do you do that with your clients? Like how do you determine whether it's a thyroid or an adrenal issue?
1: There are, okay. So there are tests that you can have done. To, to measure how well things are functioning. But I always start with the easiest approach. I always start with, let's just, because remember I said doable. I want it to be as doable as possible. And for me, the, the easiest approach is starting with re- replenishing your adrenals and seeing how your symptoms progress from there. Mm. That and what sense?
0: Is, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I know a lot of our listeners struggle with with all the symptoms that you listed. So I'm kind of just digging, but I'm also digging for myself because this is something that I'm struggling with myself right now is, you know, how do we, I first of all identify what's happening and Mm -hmm. how do we get the care that we need? Mm -hmm. Because I know a lot of the CC listeners haven't even heard of what natural medicine or naturopathic doctors do. Mm-hmm. So I think it's great to have this discussion about like how, it, how this impact happens and how to get the care that you need.
1: Um, well, and I can tell you too that a lot of the things, so when it comes to hormones, this is what we're talking about, is, is your central nervous system talking to your endocrine system, which just basically comes down to hormones. There is so much power in your hands as the person living in your body. There is so much that you can try to do first. And quite honestly, when you do, you save time. When you actually go see a practitioner because you've got all of this information. So to be totally honest with you, I think the smartest things to do is to always go back to the liver and the gut and to clean those up as much as possible. But when it comes to if you really are listening, and you think, no, I, I definitely feel like it's my adrenals. I'm going to tell you this when you clean up one, I think of hormones as being like teenagers. You know how all teenagers are, they like to look the same and act the same. So when you have one hormone, that's like a rebellious teenager, the rest of them are too. So if you have one that's out of whack, the rest of them are out of whack. So you just need to find your jumping in point. And the nice thing is, is a lot of the lifestyle things you can do are the same for all of the hormones. They're going to help you have balance across the board. And if you st- if you try these things and you don't see any results, then you can hire a practitioner, but you've got some knowledge and background saying, I've tried X, Y, and Z, because I guarantee you that's where they're going to start with you for sure.
0: That makes so much sense. And I yeah. love that you say it starts with the gut, especially yeah, for sure. that, I mean, again, we could have so many podcast episodes about the gut and how it impacts Your serotonin levels and Mm -hmm. your melatonin levels, and your ability Mm -hmm. to regulate all your hormones. And so much of that is in the gut.
1: Well, and don't forget, your liver is what's cleaning this up. So, what do you think takes the cortisol out of your body? Your liver breaks it down and then sends it to your bowels to be taken out of your body. So, you need your bowels moving well and you need your liver functioning well. So, whenever anyone tells me that they're trying things and they are really feeling worse than ever, I always go back to, let's start with like really gentle liver support, knowing that that's going to help all of the other systems as well. The other thing that I see women sometimes doing wrong that makes it look like they have adrenal fatigue is they work out way too hard. So cortisol, can be, cortisol is spiked when you work out. That's not a terrible thing. I don't want you to be afraid of cortisol. I always worry about, as I said, making a bad guy here. Cortisol is the reason you wake up in the morning. It's a good thing in the right time and place. It's just that when your adrenals are burnt out, whatever you want to call it, your cortisol isn't doing the right thing at the right time. That's the issue. So instead of just spiking in the morning, giving you energy all day and then going down at night so the melatonin can go up, it's doing almost the exact opposite. You're starting with low cortisol and then in the evening you're getting high cortisol. So you aren't falling asleep or it's waking you up in the middle the night as we discussed. So if you are working out, especially long cardio, so for example, people who love to run or do anything that's really intense, if your sleep is being affected, try adding something like yoga or walking in for a little while, just back it off and see if that helps. Cause that could be just from that cortisol bump and it's just too much for your body. I find that our society is very more is more. And sometimes in fact probably all the time that's not the case right
0: less is more
1: mm. right mm-hmm.
0: especially when it comes to exercise like they're doing there's so yeah. many studies that show that shorter workouts and doing sprinting yep. instead of hours of cardio mm-hmm. are so much more effective for for not only getting you know changing your body composition but also in improving hormone function yep. improving metabolism like regulating all the things that get wonky when you're
1: just doing too much. Yeah. And of course we said right at the beginning, you are the expert though. If you are a marathon runner and you sleep well and you have tons of energy, we're not talking to you. You, What you're doing is great. I'm just talking about if you have noticed that your energy is plummeting, that could be a cause. And I think the easiest, so let's talk about some doable things for people. So if you're listening right now, I want to give you a handful of things you can just do and you can just try and you can know that they are not going to hurt you in any way. The first one is when you wake up, that's when your cortisol should be highest. What helps your cortisol stay high is protein. So you want to have your highest protein meal first thing in the morning. Like that should be your first meal of the day should always have the highest protein. Caffeine, can also stimulate cortisol. If you love your coffee, if you love your tea, <laughs> get it in the morning, right? Just have mm-hmm. it in the morning because then you're going to support that natural cortisol bump. If you're having any issues with anxiety and any issues with falling asleep, then you definitely want to play with your caffeine intake. So I'm not saying, I drink coffee personally. Um, and yeah, so I'm not saying it's bad. I'm not saying it's good. I'm saying it depends on your body. Yeah. for sure. So start with protein in the morning. And then your last meal of the day is your highest carbohydrate meal, because that helps to stimulate your melatonin. So what could this look like? Maybe you, you know, whatever you like for protein, I, I actually hate telling people what they should eat. Um, mm-hmm. it, you know, maybe like some nut butters, um, depending on whether you like smoothies or not, whether it it doesn't matter you know what protein is. Just make sure you're getting some protein in the morning. And then in the evening, you get to have those those nice soothing, put us to sleep carbohydrates. Pretty much across the board, we do that the opposite. We have carbohydrates first thing in the morning and everyone has their most protein-rich meals at dinner. And it's the exact opposite. So just flip-flop that. Very easy, right?
0: Yeah, totally. Yeah, it, It makes a lot of sense when you think about it that way too. And that's mm-hmm. something that I've been practicing for years and years and years. Me too. this the exact model. And it is, it makes the biggest difference so much. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's once you start doing that, it just, it totally changes things for you. And especially having like protein snacks too. Like if you're mm-hmm. a snacker, you know, instead of reaching for just carbohydrates, like even yep. if it's like, quote, healthy carbohydrates, like, oh, I'm gonna have an apple. It's like, if you can just add some, nut butter to that.
1: Oh yeah. Cause then you've got your fat and a bit of protein. Yeah. Mm -hmm. More satiating for sure. Um now we both have a mutual colleague, Colleen, who is like this wonderful expert herbalist. Shout out to Colleen. We both love her. (laughs) And I just had a conversation where I learned something that I didn't know about adrenals from Colleen. And that is if you and I think this is Chinese medicine, Colleen, don't get mad at me if I'm getting that wrong, but if you stick out your tongue and there's a tremor, like if it shakes, then that indicates that your adrenals might need some support. And her suggestion, her wonderful mm-hmm. um, herbal suggestion, is tulsi tea, which is also called holy basil. So mm-hmm. there's another suggestion. Check your tongue. Um, yeah, this is
0: like my third time I've done it, like a few times down. I'm like, wait, I don't think so. Can it? Does it have to stay? Clarifying
1: question: Does mm-hmm. it have to
0: stick straight out, or can it rest like? Your- I think you're
1: sticking it out. Like sticking it out so that it is. Yeah.
0: Okay. No tremor.
1: We're both doing it for anyone who's just <laughs> listening here. We are both sticking our out. But that would, I, I mean, that isn't obviously a blood test, but it's a test. And if you feel like you have adrenal issues, then you could try Tulsi tea. And as I said, called holy basil or basil. Mm-hmm. Basil, basil or basil, basil, whichever you want to call it, um, mm-hmm. that's really. And she has; she actually sells one called Deep. I, I think you have to live near her or live in the states. I, I'm actually not sure, but her tea is called Deep Awe, which I love. Mm,
0: I love it. Yeah, yeah, Colleen is. She's Colleen O'Brien for those that are listening. Yes. and she has Wild Roots Apothecary. It's in, wonderful. in Virginia, but she's Virginia.
1: Has, yeah. And she has yeah. an
0: online store, too, where mm-hmm. she sells a lot of her
1: teas and tinctures. Her potions. Yeah. Yes. Her creations. She's incredible. She's magic. She really is. She, she's wonderful. And she, I wish, like she does, now we're having a Love on Colleen session here, but she does um, workshops and things that I just, mm-hmm. I wish so strongly that I lived closer to her mm-hmm. because I would be so interested in these workshops and she's wonderful. I actually just had her... Come into my Facebook group, the Health Circle, and we did an interview. Yeah, I saw that. So She's if wonderful.
0: Guys, if you guys want to, you can jump. And again, I'll have Christine tell you all about her Facebook group at the end. But yep. make sure you jump over there so that you can watch that uh, interview because they're both these two together magic. <laughs> I can't. Wait oh, to I watch. loved
1: talking to Colleen. I could have talked to her all day. Um, truly, truly. Um, yes. Yeah, so, and then on top of that. There are adaptogens and things like that that you can try. But again, I would just start with some of the lifestyle stuff first and go from there. So what, what do you suggest to people, Kim, when it comes to stress reduction? Like what are some of your favorite go-tos? Ooh. I know you have them. We all have them, right? Like how do you manage stress? How do I manage stress? And then how do we suggest for others, right? Yeah. My
0: favorite one is actually tree-hugging. And tree, like
1: actually like, hugging
0: a tree. Yeah. 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 It sounds a little nuts. I live in Portland, which is completely hipster central. So it's totally common here. It is not like a weird thing to hug a tree, but I realized that in other parts of the country or in other parts of the world, that might not be the, the like most kosher thing to do, but seriously, there is such a calming energy that runs through you when you hug a tree. So that's my favorite thing to do. And we have four oh trees on our property. So like, sometimes I just go out back and I'm just like, Come here, big guy. Your <laughs> neighbors
1: are like, um, "What's going what on with she him?" Doing? She needs be extra stressed today. Stressed.
0: It's Actually, fine. you're in
1: Portland. They're probably like, "Yeah, yeah that looks right. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. that's about right." Yeah, like I love that because there's science. There's real science about science the change ions in forests, right? Yeah, just energy in there. I love forest <laughs> walks if you can, or as we call it, vitamin N. Right, that nature vitamin. Just being <laughs> in nature, which coming out of the freezing cold winter. So necessary. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's so, so even necessary. If
0: it's, even if it's raining, even if it's windy, even if it's gross weather, if you can just get out, like this is the biggest thing for me. And it's been such a, like a lifestyle change. And I schedule in hiking dates every other week on my mm-hmm. calendar because I've found that that not only reduces my stress, but it also gives me a huge rush of endorphins that I don't mm-hmm. get in the gym. I don't get endorphins from my workouts like I do.
1: I wonder if it's more oxytocin that you're feeling, like that bonding, that connecting hormone, right? I wonder, because- I am not personally a fan of gyms. Like I'm not a fan of the environment in a gym. They're always freezing cold up here. Like they have the air condition and then like the the music is so loud and pumpy and it's just not my favorite thing. Um, I'm a big advocate for exercise though, for moving your body. It doesn't have to be exercise. I prefer the word movement, you know, in a way that feels pleasurable, just move yourself and it feels good and it feels right. And that also helps to manage stress. One thing that I was thinking of that is another thing you can try is first thing in the morning, bright light. As much as you can, bright light. And then in the evening, dimming those lights. That will also help with that cortisol balance. Mm -hmm. So I was thinking if you could really time that walk to be you know, early morning—that would be fantastic. And if it's not early morning, it's still fantastic. Um, in the winter, there's no way I would go outside early morning. It is you know minus thirty degrees; it's freezing. But oh. I have a light box, so I just sit and sip my tea or coffee with the light shining on me, and to boost that cortisol first thing in the morning. Yeah, see, that's something that's totally doable. Totally Very doable. Sustainable. I it's love totally that. sustainable yes. Um, another thing that I am a huge fan of and I can give you a free resource for this is meditation. So headspace the app headspace is free everyone. You can try 10 days, 10 minutes a day and he first of all has a delicious British accent. Oh. He, <laughs> he explains it. there's little animations it is explained so well it is so accessible 10 minutes is doable. You can do it. And I find that that's just one way to really connect with our bodies. I, I sometimes feel like our rush, 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 stress kind of society is our way of disconnecting from our body because we just don't really want to go there sometimes. And this is a nice way to gently bring your focus back into yourself. So definitely recommend when, it, if you, especially if you're feeling this low energy, all of that. Do your meditation. Make sure you're connecting with your body to reduce stress.
0: Yeah, yeah. absolutely. That is one of the non-negotiables over mm-hmm. here. It's oh, same. Quiet time, connecting, breathing, just checking in. Absolutely. And yeah. you know, even if I, I want to throw this caveat out there, that even mm-hmm. if ten minutes is too much, because like, oh yeah, I know a lot of people think great. Now it's just one more thing to do. Start with a mindful minute.
1: Oh, yes. Yes. There's an 100%. app for that too. My mm-hmm.
0: full minute is a great way to just like have these minutes throughout your day. It's a little timer you can set. And totally. it is um, You literally for one minute, just check in with your breathing, check in with your body, have like a moment where you, maybe you have a mantra for the day or an affirmation, yes. and then mm-hmm. you carry on. And you know, I think we can fall into different camps in different days. So it's like having lots of tools that you can use, and viewing them as tools, and not as one more thing that you have to do or should do. In mm-hmm. of that should war with yourself. I know a mm-hmm. lot. Of, a lot of us go there pretty quickly, but I yep. think that it's such a great, a
1: great tool to have both options available to you. Well, and some people really find the notion of sitting and just in stillness very. Unsettling. So you can also just breathe as you're walking. I mean, just to your point, it doesn't have to be, you know, you don't have to have a pillow and sit in certain positions. You can also just bring these mindfulness moments into your day. And I think that helps. I mean, that's the relaxation response that you are. Connecting to them. So that's the opposite of our stress response or our fight or flight is that relaxation response. And that, once again, comes back to your brain, right? So one is a sympathetic nervous system that's going to make you ready to run, right? So you either fight, freeze or flee, right? When you're under stress. And then your your parasympathetic system comes in, and that's your like rest and digest, basically, And you want to have a balance of both. Again, we tend to think, oh, sympathetic is bad. Parasympathetic is where it's at. No, you can't have too much of either. It always comes back to balance. And what is balance for you might be different than for me, might be different for someone else. You have to figure it out on your own, for sure.
0: Yeah, it is. We actually had a gal that was speaking at a meetup that I was leading a couple weeks ago, and she was talking about instead of viewing it as balance, viewing it as harmony. Yeah. And giving yourself like permission to stop trying to balance
1: all the things. And I just yeah, love, I love that. that. Yeah, right? so do I. In, in your body, it's called homeostasis. Yes right? That's balance. It's not trying to do, like not trying to work full-time, start a side hustle, raise four kids, you know, be, be this, be that. That's not what I mean by balance. It's just literally those hormonal balances, the homeostasis, the harmony. You're right. It is all about that. So mm-hmm. important. Anytime you aren't feeling great, it's because something is out of harmony, right? Yes. We're
0: out Absolutely. of balance, out of whack. Yes. Yeah. I love it. It's so yeah. Good. Well, gosh, I feel like we could just keep talking about this forever. And I'm going
1: to have to have you back on the, the podcast oh my gosh, again. Love because that. There's oh, you of- guys, Kim also came into my group. You got to come and see Kim. Yes. That was what? such a great interview. Oh my goodness. I got so many great comments from that. People loved so you, fun. which isn't surprising. Oh,
0: you're so sweet to me. Oh my gosh. Yep. You guys are going to love Christine. Okay. So Christine, tell everybody where they can find you.
1: Yeah. So my website is just drchristineneumann.com and it's Christine with a K. So that is the only thing that could confuse people. If you're on Facebook, my Facebook group is called the health circle and you'll see Dr. Christine Newman. I'll be right there. And that's probably the best place. Yeah.
0: And so how often are you doing the interviews in your group?
1: Well, I have actually, just like your wonderful leader, Kim here, just started a podcast. Hmm. So yes, so I have started turning. So your interview will be coming a podcast in the future. So we'll call I'm just in the process of turning it all over to put onto the podcast. So right now I have two more interviews in the next three weeks. I have a yoga person um, she's really interesting. Yeah. She wants, she's talking about like how to connect, how to use yoga to connect more with your body. And then I have another girl coming in who <laughs> she does a talk with a physiotherapist in her area about how to not have a flat jiggly butt. And okay. So let's stop for a second. Cause I don't, So when you, I really injured my leg and in order for me to function properly, I need glutes of steel, Kim, like my, I can't put muscle on near my knee. So I really need to strengthen my glutes. So this is something that's very, very close to my heart because without working my glutes, I am in a lot of pain. So I think it's a really important, especially for women who have any sort of knee issues, That these glutes need to be strong. And that doesn't mean that you have um what was that thing like in the eighties? Like buns of steel. Thank you. Yes. I don't yeah, I don't mean
0: Yes. With the chair. My mom had the VHS. I have memories of being like five years old and we had our chairs in the living room and we
1: were doing like donkey kicks with the chair. I swear I remember this so Love it. Buns of steel. So it's not going to be like that. We're going to talk a little bit more about the science behind it. But I do know that a lot of women don't want a flat, jiggly. Well, who does, right? You want to feel like you've got some some muscle there.
0: Yeah. Some junk in the trunk.
1: I mean, let's be real about it. (laughs) Well, it's such a supportive muscle group for your whole body. It's part Mm -hmm. of your core to keep everything. I mean, it's not technically part of your core, but when you have strong glutes, that's going to help your core for sure. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely.
0: So those are kind of
1: fun. I'm looking forward to both of those.
0: Yeah, totally. Yeah. Super fun. And then if somebody is interested in working with you to figure out if they're like, you know what, this, this episode really resonated with me. I feel like my hormones are all over the place. I don't know if it's adrenal. I don't know if it's that HPA thing you were talking about. How can they, how can they find you to work with you? To they, is there a spot on your website?
1: So there is. So this is my suggestion. I think that the relationship you have with the person you're working with is incredibly important. And I think you need to try me on, to be totally honest. And there's a couple of ways you can do that. You can check out a ton of free content that I have: my podcast, the videos in the health circle. I also have a workshop library where I do deep dives. And one of them is free. It's called Gut in a Rut, and you can get a sense of what I am like in terms of being a teacher, cheerleader, and someone to work with. And the rest of them are $22, which is 100% donated to charity. So I support, yeah, I am really passionate about empowering women and raising women up so they have safe access to education. And it's so, so important to me. So I run these workshops. They're free if you come live and for 24 hours afterwards. And if you don't, then they're $22. And as I said, that goes directly to charity. So my suggestion would be this, go check out the free workshop. It's called Gut in a Rut, and you'll get a really decent idea of what my style is. And then you can click on the work with me button, and we can figure something out if it feels like the right fit for you. You finding someone that resonates with you and speaks to you, is the most important thing. So I like to have these little touch points where people can see what it would really be like.
0: That's so cool. That's such a good idea. Yeah. Love that. Yeah.
1: And also raise some money for charity. I actually donate 10% of all revenue to the to charity. Yeah. It's just part of what... It was something that I wanted to do when I set this up. So,
0: yeah. That's amazing.
1: You yeah. are amazing.
0: And I'm so... Thank you. So, so, so thankful to share space with you. And thank you for like giving us some of your time so that you could be on the show. Oh,
1: That's- I loved it. Anytime, Kim, you guys are in great hands with Kim. She is wonderful. Wonderful. Wonderful.
0: You are the best. Well, thanks again, <laughs> and We'll have you back super soon.
1: Oh, I would love that.